Why should I live in history, huh? Fuck, I don't want to know anything anymore. This is a world where nothing is solved. Well, someone once told me time is a flat circle. If everything we've ever done or will do, we're going to do over and over and over again. Well, sit, children. Let me give you the subject of the day. Minor hiccup. <laughs> Minor hiccup. Uh, intro redo. Yep. How are you doing, sir? Thank you for coming out west. Good. What do we do? We talked about the weather. We talked about the fact that we're at Andrew's place. Yes. It's daylight. Just trying to recap that, that same energy, <laughs> that same spark that we had going. But then I realized Drew's mic wasn't on. What an asshole. Thank you. Uh, you're like the young Jamie, except much, much worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that shout guy. Out to, shout out to young Jamie on the Joe Rogan podcast. Because uh, we're on the same level, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm more like Juan Fire. On yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when you're just like yelling at me fuck <laughs> the yeah. whole time. That's exactly what it's I like. might as well not exist. That's a fucking great point. Uh, Anthony made it out west. We're kicking it at my house at the moment. Um, like you said, it's uh, yeah, it's fall-ish. We're getting some good weather. Uh, Anthony said it was getting cold at night. I disagreed. I said, uh, it's getting in the 60s. Are people out? In the East Coast might not agree with us. But it's not real cold. It's just so cold cold. Fuck the weather. Fuck what time it is. Let's talk about some soccer. It's a beautiful time to be a soccer fan at the moment, especially if you're a fan of LAFC, MLS in general. Playoffs are revving up. Beautiful times, exciting times, kind of nervous times also. But yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> but uh, overall, I'm excited. Champions League is teams dying, <laughs> teams lying <laughs> left and right. Yep, yep. Wounded birds. Yeah. Champions League uh, in full effect. It's a, it's kind of a shit show in the Champions League, uh, and it's nice that it's a shit show this early on. It's only the second round of games and all kinds of upsets, weird games, um, stuff that should maybe be uploaded to Pornhub. Uh, stuff that's like, oh my Some goodness, filthiness. Poor, poor Spurs. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but. Um, elsewhere, of course, we're going to talk about um, just overall European football. A lot has been going on. Juve, Inter. We're going to laugh at Man City. We're going to laugh at Spurs. We're going to laugh at Spurs again because Anthony's here and he hates Spurs. Mm-hmm. So we're going to laugh at them twice. Uh, and then, of course, Man United. What the fuck is going on? They're dying, man. What is going on? It's it's it's, it's amazing because I saw uh, a Hot Ones yeah. with Noel Gallagher. Oh, yeah, yeah, And then yeah. they just... Uh, he asked him just like, I just want you, you have an opinion on everything. I just want a, just like a one, one word answer or like a brief statement on like these topics. And he said, Manchester United. And he's like, irrelevant in the ah! past. On to the next. Just. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Right <laughs> you know what's crazy is if you were, I always think about this, right? Like you think about, I'm, we're getting, we're getting old, right? Yeah. 
yesterday I was talking to my bar back. He's like, and we were trying this wine, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our we have a psalm at our sommelier at our at our at the restaurant that I work at, and someone brought like a 1993 vintage cab. It was really good, so he wanted us to try some. So I was excited, tried some. It was really great. He's like, oh my god, this wine is older than me. The, the barback said that, mm-hmm. and I was like, what? I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? And I just realized, like, man, if you were born in, like... I mean, you're going to meet kids that are born in, like, 1999. That's terrifying. Easily now. Oh, God. But my point is, like, their point of reference for, like, Men United and how good they are... It's slightly different. Way different. Yeah. Like, I, I think... The, they're looking at Men United... I think they still got to see them really, really good. Sure. But yeah. not, like... For a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, like, now their point of reference is, like, they're, pro- they're like, Newcastle. Yeah, you know what I mean? like like, okay. they haven't been relegated, but I mean they're yeah. they're, in tw- they're sitting in twelfth in the EPL right now. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get more into that. But let's uh, also super stoked to talk about these Italy kits. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful kits. Some nice drops this coming out this month. Yeah, uh, more throwback stuff. We keep we keep talking about how throwbacks. a lot of new spins on stuff too. Yeah, yeah, we keep talking about how like throwback shit. I was I'm wearing a throwback jersey right now that I bought off of Anthony. Uh, vintage <laughs> we do have a merch set up at the depop if you if you check out our website it gives you a link to the depop and there's going to be jerseys on there that An- you can purchase anthony finds some amazing shit and he in particular there's this one man united kit on the topic of man united it's an amazing man united jersey and the player is <laughs> or the numbering is number it says number one mom yeah on it's a it's like a fan kit that someone got for their mom or something and it's like a 2000 umbro vodafone yeah 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 united kit and i just like i, I got it for like next to nothing i'm like this is such a funny jersey someone That's, someone's gonna get this some for, for somebody at some yeah. point and it's hell just yeah. like a good find um but anthony has a bunch of dope kits so yeah check it out definitely um but like i said it's it's odd to see like it's it's funny to me, and we sound so redundant and so silly and so like hypocritical that we're talking about, oh, this like vintage or this throwback or this retro wave is really kind of like I feel like it's run its course, and then like this Italy kit drops, and I'm like, oh man, this shit is fire. Mm-hmm. But now people are going even more retro; they're going into like the 50s and 30s and mm-hmm. shit like that. Which I think, I mean, fuck it, why not? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hating on it. The kit looks amazing. Um, let's go back. Let's start off with MLS while it's fresh in our minds. Beautiful weekend for a lot of teams. Shitty weekend for some. Um, huh? Where do we start? Well, let's let's start off with LAFC. Okay, record-breaking season for them. Mm-hmm. In their second, <clears throat> in their second season, they win the Supporter Shield. Which, what do you think about this? Like, what are you? What are your thoughts about this? I I, I am more of a doom and gloom type person, mm-hmm. where. This, this supporter shield does not always correlate to MLS cups. And if you look at the history, I mean that's that's let's look at let's look at the world now. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the world now because this is the argument and this is the thing that like is crazy to me when I think about this. And so you're gonna tell me that a league where you know, you, you talk about the time zones. You talk about the weather, the 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 weather restrictions. You talk about playing in a goddamn baseball stadium in some places. Um, the league has grown, and there's a lot of amazing places to play. And there's a you know there's 
it, it, it's still very chaotic and hectic and difficult and, and, uh, and, and tough to play in America in general because of the landscape and because of the time zones and because of the, the weather, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're traveling from L.A. where it could be 70 to New York where you're playing in the 30s over a six-hour time zone flight. Yeah. You know, and your time zones are changing, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So these things have an effect and have play a toll on players without a doubt. I think it's incredibly tough to play in MLS and get good results. If you look at the at the some of the some of these records in MLS, they're horrendous records, bro. They're terrible, terrible records. You know, some teams have twelve losses, mm-hmm. eleven losses. What does the Galaxy have? Like thirteen, twelve, thirteen losses and they're in the fucking playoffs? Yep. It's horrendous. And they're not even in the they're not even in the last place. They're like the fifth seed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So <coughs> it's it, it just go to me that goes to show how tough it is though and then you talk about like player depth and so on and so forth mm-hmm. so to me the fact that you're able to be consistent over a long period of time in this league and 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 win by a significant margin break a record in doing so for most points i mean it was very impressive the way they went about it i, I just think it's undeniable and i think it should be it's definitely something that should, you got to tip your hat to, in my opinion. Yes, oh, definitely. I'm an LAFC fan. I'm an LAFC supporter. I get it. But it's a fucking massive thing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And from front to back, I always say this. I'm always over here talking about LAFC. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I just think it's it's pretty incredible when you sit back and think about it. These, these guys have only been playing together for a lot of the majority of them, like two years. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so qualify for especially for yeah for, for for a new franchise for them to be performing as well is is very 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 yeah just and they, top shelf I mean and they faced adversity they were having they went uh, seven games where they only won one the last like seven games I think mm-hmm. and and they finished off off the season winning two which was great uh, Carlos Vela let's talk a little bit about Carlos Vela because for people on the outside he's super polarizing. Or I would I shouldn't say yeah I guess polarizing because a lot of people are like man he's fucking awesome but a lot of people are like hey he didn't do it at Arsenal he was mediocre at at uh, La Real you know and wh- what is it like MLS must suck their defense is shitty it's a retirement league blah mm-hmm. blah 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 etc 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 and I've been that guy I've been that guy mm-hmm. so I'm not even gonna front like I'm fucking holier than thou whatever whatever. But what I have seen is Carlos Vela literally had a fire that was just different this season. Oh, definitely. And since yeah. he's come to MLS, it's just been different. Do you think if he played with that type of fire at Arsenal or at... I think it's just... He was a different player then. Yeah. I mean, he was younger. I mean, he's had a journey. If you follow, if, Because like I followed him since he was like a new guy at Arsenal. And of course, I wanted him to be successful, especially being a Mexican uh, from from North America and one of the first Mexican to ever play for Arsenal. Yeah. I wanted, and he he did some amazing stuff. But it was always this case of like he had so much potential, and everyone was kind of on on top of him, uh, fulfilling that potential of like living up to the talent that that they th- they know he has. Mm-hmm. And he's been up and down. Remember, he was outside of the the Mexican national team for a while through, through politics and through <laughs> issues with. That's 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 a big big thing. Mm-hmm. So when people talk about Carlos Vela, also is he's a bit of an enigma because when you think of soccer players from certain countries, you don't think of them being, you don't question their love of the game or their passion 
or their interest in the game. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I always go back to the story of uh, Batistuta. Mm-hmm. Batistuta in the 90s when he was playing for Fiorentina, he was playing for Inter, he was playing for these uh, Italian clubs. He was a fucking monster. Yeah. In particular at Fiorentina. I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. Like One of the best I- in the world. Iconic, right? Iconic. Uh, one of the best in the world at the time. Probably second only to Phenomeno Ronaldo at the time or like on par. They were really just like fucking... Just the headliner crazy, strikers. Crazy, crazy. And it's so funny when you hear interviews with him and he's so blasé when he talks about the sport. He doesn't even watch it. Yeah. And you're like, and what? Vela <laughs> Vela's said similar things. He's like, I'm not a fan of soccer. Like, yeah. I like basketball. Yeah. He says shit like that. And to me, his success here is the fact that, I mean, could be a blessing for him, could be a curse for other players, but the pressure is not as intense <laughs> as it is anywhere else. It's not as intense as Liga Mekis. So it's not intense from, like in Europe. That's not as a, intense as so South that, America. That's kind of what I'm touching so on. So he can be himself and that's, that's express kind himself. Of, you're right. You're right. That's kind of what I'm touching on is that about these guys from Argentina, mm-hmm. for those that don't know. I don't know what... Um, uh, I gotta, I'll look it up right now. Um, I'm not 100% sure on which team, like uh, his academy team or anything like that, like where he was... Uh, where he was uh, kind of like molded. I know, he, I know he played for Boca for for a minute, but yeah, I, don't, I don't Boca, think he was. But I I I want to see where his like youth, uh, where he played. Let's see, Newell's Newell's old, Newell's boys. old boys. Okay, so that's uh that's Messi, no? Uh, yes. Messi is yeah, Messi's Newell's, I believe. Yeah. Um. So. So there you go. So uh, started at Newell's, went to River, Boca, Fiore, Roma, then Inter. And then finished in uh, Al Arabi, but again, sort of similar things where Vela came up in the Chivas system, right? Uh, Vela came up in the Chivas system. Chivas is the most popular team in Mexico, historic team, well decorated team. I don't know if they're the most decorated, probably, or maybe they're second to America, but they're definitely up there. Um, so again, pressure from day one to do be super high level and do amazing shit, right? Mm-hmm. And then going to Arsenal very early on, being on the under-17s that I, won the World Cup. I think that's when he got picked up after that. Yeah, so there was a lot, a lot, a lot of pressure, right? Um, and that can get to people. I think you saw with that under-17 that under seventeen team what it did to a lot of the players. If you look at Gio Dos Santos, similar thing, right? Where his career... By the way, shout out to Gio Dos Santos. Hope he's well after that insane injury. That was one of the worst things I've ever oh, seen. Oh, yeah. The, like the gunshot that Dude, came from someone's boot. That was fucking crazy. Uh, he seems to be better, by the way. But anyway, um, he's another guy that I feel like super duper suffered from that just intense pressure and sort of this light of like you are this guy now. You're you're a Barcelona product. You won the under seventeens. You're half Brazilian. You have uh, soccer blood in your veins. Um, you're lighting it up against the U.S. in Gold Cup. And then you go and you get shitty at, <laughs> you get drunk at Tottenham. Then you kind of like, it goes down from there. You end up at Galatasaray. Mm-hmm. You played up at Betis, I think. Villarreal for for a while. Galaxy did okay for a couple of years, and then everyone hated him. Ends up at Club America, and you know it's just kind of a crazy career journey. Path that yeah, that Gio went on, but Vela really, really came to MLS and took it a different way. Yeah, he was uh, committed to being like an ambassador for the club, like 100%. Not just a player, not someone like like 
how Gerard was for the galaxy. And I, and I think Gerard was in a completely different headspace, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially coming off of like the disappointing end of his career at Liverpool. It's just someone who's just kind of like going to phone it in, going to show up for the check and just, just be the poster boy and, and do whatever. If it's clear that Vela's doing more than what is asked of him just to really be a full representation of the club and the, the culture. It's it's funny to me when I hear these comments from him and then I see him play mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, you're not like phoning it in. You're mm-hmm. you're going balls out, coming back defensively, mm-hmm. checking in. I mean, he has what like 15 assists also. Yeah, that's fucking insane, dude. Like, that's like a FIFA Ultimate Team stats. Mm-hmm. That's like crazy. You know what I mean? Like that's that's unheard of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know when he got taken out in that Galaxy game when when uh, when Brian came on. He was pissed. He kicks the, even though he had an injury. Yeah. He kicks the, you see him upset, and I'm like, dude, you care more than you're leading on to, but I love it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm all for it. And I think you're right. I think he can be himself in LA. I've told the story before where I've been out. I see him out at a bar with Gio and with Jonah, said what's up to him. He's like, hey, how's it going, brother? I was like, hey, you know, I was like, thanks for everything, man. You're, you're doing a great job. Just said what's up to him. He's like, oh, thank you, thank you. So he, 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 he wasn't nervous, he wasn't awkward, he was just mm-hmm. enjoying himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and as he should, as he should, because if that was Me- if he was in Mexico or if he was probably anywhere else, really, like if he was playing in Spain, I mean, you can't go out there and be just be normal like that. Yeah. It's, it's very difficult. So, either way, uh, on the last game of the season, they've already clinched. They won the Supporters Shield. They've clinched first in the West. They have home field advantage throughout the entire playoffs, even in the MLS Cup. They don't need to play for anything. But Carlos can have the golden boot. That's all he needs, right? They're playing at the same time as the Galaxy. Zlatan was on 30 goals. And then Carlos comes out and has a hat trick. Balls the fuck out. And it wasn't these like little tapping goals. Mm-hmm. He hits a fucking curler from about like 30 yards out. Bicycle kick. And then a nice little through ball. But I mean, he was fucking going crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, LAFC looked amazing. Looked fluid. Walker Zimmerman... Uh, hope you get a speedy recovery. Uh, recovery. I know he got a concussion. It's a little bit of a double-edged sword with this international break because he, he does get some rest for a couple of weeks. Hopefully he'll be good and fit. But, man, uh, what a way to end the season for LAFC. Um, and just now going into the playoffs, it's one of those things where I can't help but be a little nervous. Well, okay. If you had to take a guess since MLS started... How many Supporter Shields winners have also won the MLS Cup? It's zero. No. It's, I mean, it's more than zero. Uh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. It's seven. Seven? Only seven. Seven since, that have won. Since, that's since way 90, more than I thought. Since 96. Okay, that's way more than I thought. So but more the, often than not, who are the it teams? does not correlate. Who are the teams? So 97 DC United Supporter, Sh- oh, Supporter okay. Shield winners won MLS Cup. And then 99, D.C. United, MLS, uh, Supporter Shield and MLS Cup. Okay. Kansas City in 2000. Okay. And in 2002, the Galaxy. Okay. And that was in the first, you know. The, like the, the first. Like, kind of like the first, like. Yeah. Almost like decade. Has anyone, like, in the past, like, five, six years done it? So, after that, it was 2008, Columbus Crew. 2011, Galaxy. And in recent times, 2017, Toronto FC. Okay. So between 2012 <laughs> and now, only one team has done it. Okay. Yeah, TFC. Okay. 
I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. So last year, Red Bulls were the support shield winners. Lost conference finals to ATL. Not only were Red Bulls the support shield winners, but they had the record up until this year mm-hmm. when uh, uh, LAFC broke it. Um, the record for points, I should say. Yeah. Um, so for me, like, here's where it gets a little bit unnerving is because, and I, look, I, I'm supporting the team. I want them to win, but I have to be a realist in certain aspects, especially yeah. going into games like this. Mm-hmm. Historically, LFC has not done well in must-win games. Historically, last year did not do in well. The in, the, in, the, in the brief <laughs> yeah. history. Yeah, in the brief history. Did not do well in the playoffs. Lost to RSL in the first round. When we wanted to win the Open Cup, lost to balls Portland. Out, lose to Portland at home. at home in a very lax, lackadaisical kind of shitty, like just like ho hum kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have not been the Galaxy. Yeah, and those are all must win situations for that club. I'm not being a pessimist. I'm not being like I'm not getting down. But we need to understand that if we want. To, like everything's gone fairly good this season, right? But there's still those big hurdles, those two big hurdles that we want. Yeah. Number one, beating the galaxy. Number two, getting that cup. Can we do it? Yes. My concern only is, like I said, what they've proven in previous games, important games where they they really really mattered. Because I'll, I'll be totally honest, if, if LAFC had lost one or two games or kind of fumbled a couple of games early on in the season, the end of the season would have been a lot tighter, would have been a lot more nervous, it would have been a bit scarier, right? But they had such a crazy start to the season that they were able to have a couple of hiccups here and there mm-hmm. towards the end. Um, but you, to, to me, you always want to peak going into the playoffs. Um, so I'm a bit nervous, especially like towards the end. Wasn't going super well. A lot of draws, a lot of scraping, you know, coming back, a lot of like really weird defensive errors. And then finally, you have that game against Houston Dynamo where they seem to break through. Get, the, uh, I think it was like 3 1 was the final result. And then 3 uh, 1 against Colorado yesterday, which those teams you're expected to beat, you should beat. Um, and, you know, good on them, right? Uh, so now it's, it's so tough too because. <laughs> Again, we kind of talked. We talked shit about this scheduling situation, and now we have an international break. Yeah, <laughs> it's very deflating. Yeah, because point in the season to just like because like it's it's so crazy, right? Like you want momentum, right? The good thing, the, the thing about people talk about playoffs in in America. Mm-hmm. We talk about NBA playoffs, baseball. How much break do they get between the regular season and playoffs? It's like almost none. Almost none. It right? just like picks up right away. Yeah. So this international break, I don't think bodes well for a lot of teams. Also, in basketball, we'll say, if they're playing in the playoffs, their five best players don't have to go play for fucking whomever, a friendly in, in wherever. Yeah. Right? And possibly get injured and then come back and play oh just the most important games of the goddamn season. Like Well, I mean it's gonna uh, be it's, it's gonna be like a little less than twenty days until they take the field for the playoff match. Yeah. That's that's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's I almost know. like a month break. I know, I know. And you're supposed to keep that edge. I know. To, and then you're playing a team that already has another like that that's gonna be fresh from playing off a win. See, that's that's another weird like conversation piece that happens, right? Like you get a bye, right? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if I want that buy. I, I, I 100% agree. I like, I I, it's like you, the, your opponent is going to be, whether it's Galaxy or Minnesota, they're going to be bringing in momentum. Or for, for any of the teams, for, for like NYFC the only, on the, the East Coast. The only way it helps them is if it's like you get a yellow card situation or if there's an injury. Yeah. But in general, they're not going to be like spent from that one game. No, they're, they're going to be, be energized, especially if it was a momentum building game. Yeah. You know, either way. You like, dude, like if, if LAFC plays the way they played on Sunday, if they, the way they played yesterday, I, I want them to play the playoffs tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to play like that, fucking play mm-hmm. tomorrow or Thursday or whatever, because you're playing so fucking good, right? Things are moving. Things are flowing. So this fucking break, dude, it's like, ugh, it's so frustrating. These, the, the scheduling with MLS is... is it's a nightmare. Also, we need to, one thing that needs to be talked about is this is the first or the first year in, a, in many years that it's one and done. There's no home and away. That is scary. Yeah, that is very scary. <laughs> yeah. That's scary for many reasons, but that is why home field advantage is huge, huge in my opinion. Mm-hmm. This this particular MLS uh, MLS Cup. Um, are there any dark horses? What do you see happening? Do you think with MLS anything can happen? Yeah. That's the beauty about MLS. Yeah, <laughs> that is what's crazy. You know, it, it, it it's like <coughs> we've seen like what Portland win a title like without out of out of left field. Yeah, you know what I mean. I feel like Portland. Let's see. Uh, I think with the the year they won, they weren't expected. Let's see. I'll, I'm going to look at the 2018 standings right now because I know Portland. Let's see. Here. Portland was the fifth seed where yeah. LA where LA Galaxy are. <laughs> yeah. When they won, right? Yeah, yeah. This no, it's wild, man. It's such it's, a trip to look at this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's what's scary to me because I remember in the early years, it took the Galaxy seven seasons to win a title. I remember that. And they had one year in ninety eight where they set like the, the goal scoring record. Mm-hmm. And I they, the best team in the league, hands and above, like heads above the rest, and then they get knocked out by the fire mm-hmm. randomly. Mm-hmm. And I think they played like their last game of the seasons against the fire. I was like reading about it, and they like smoked them like five two, and then they <laughs> lost an MLS style PKs to them. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking MLS! <laughs> wow, I forgot. I love watching those those old videos. And it the, sucked because that year it was at the Rose Bowl. That was the year we went to the to MLS yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah, I did go. We did go to MLS Cup. Uh, so the fire. I thought for sure the Galaxy was going to be there, and then they weren't. So we just watched uh, DC United against the Fire. Yeah, it was DC United. That's right. That's right. Um, so it's a trip, man. I mean, that's that's the Anthony's right. Anthony's right. And then <laughs> with with the way with the way that they've played, it's like with the way teams have like are so back and forth and so like. You know, Portland looked like they were dead a, a, a month ago, and then they come back and have a couple of string of results. San mm-hmm. Jose looked like fucking world beaters for a while. Then they shit the bed and just tank it. And then you have LAFC who does well against good teams and then loses to Colorado. And then you know what I mean, like shit yeah. like that. It, it can just happen. That's why to me, having the home field advantage is very, very key. Yep. Feeling comfortable on the pitch, having those fans behind you, is and that huge. if you get and if you get to the final. And if you get to the final, it's, you're gonna host it. So we know that we, if we, we just gotta get there, and it'll be in in your backyard the whole time. Oh man, I got goosebumps right now. So they will be playing the 24th. I do not have work. I don't have to get my shit yeah. covered. We're good to go. Nice. And they potentially could play the Galaxy 
What do you think about this? I mean, that would be nerve-wracking, to I'm, be 100% I'm, honest. But at the same time, I've, the atmosphere will be electric. And I'm nervous. I got butterflies. Very, very exciting. Woo! Woo! Oh, my God. El Travigo playoffs. Yeah. I'm saying that, but then I'm like, the last El Travigo that I went to, I was so upset. Yeah. Everyone was. I was <laughs> so mad. Oh, man. Well, potentially, uh, I mean, potentially could be the biggest... The biggest game in LA soccer history, I would say. Mm-hmm. If they score off in the playoffs. If they score off in the playoffs. Do you, do, do you, be honest, would you rather face Minnesota or would you rather face the Galaxy? No. I am, I'm a, so this is a, a thing, you're going to hate this because you're, I, I, this is where our, our, uh, our roads divide. Our or roads what? divide. <laughs> you're an Arsenal fan. Uh-huh. I'm a Real Madrid supporter. Uh huh. As a Real Madrid supporter, I want to play the best. I want to beat the best. Mm-hmm. I want to prove that I am the best, undisputed. When we talk, I always talk about this in other podcasts that I've done. I've in the past when I, you know, like people would ask me, "Oh my God, you guys are playing Bayern. You guys are playing Juve. Are, good. Let's fucking beat them. Mm-hmm. Let's beat them." That Real Madrid is Real Madrid because they beat everybody, mm-hmm. and they have. They've proven that thirteen fucking times, right? Mm-hmm. If you are LAFC. And you want to be considered elite, and you want to be considered. You've done. You, you made Concacaf. You won your supporters' shield. You've got home field. You've got all these things. You, you know, you you've broken the. You broke. You gotta the take their head too. You gotta take that fucking scalp, bro. <laughs> you gotta take that scalp. Because they're the, the 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 most successful franchise, and they're they your are, rival. They are the most successful franchise mm-hmm. in American soccer history. Mm-hmm. Period. There's mm-hmm. no disputing that. They're a historic team. They've done a lot for American soccer. No one's denying that. Mm-hmm. They're corny, yes. But if you are LAFC, you want to, to me, I want to play them and I want to fucking beat them when it matters the most. Mm-hmm. Then that little conversation about, well, you've never beaten us. Yeah. That chant, you can't beat. Can, yeah. That goes away. It goes the fuck away. True. And then you get that monkey off your shoulder and guess how good it feels going forward from there. Mm-hmm. You, you got to feel like you got to feel like you got it from there. I mean, that's what I would, that's how I would feel. Yeah, that would be you know? the biggest momentum boost. That would be, I mean, that would be it. That would be so fucking clutch, man. But at the same time, it would be so, so, so crushing. Yes. <laughs> See, I'm looking at Anthony and Anthony's yeah, like. Yeah, it's just like. Anthony, just vid- I might as well be speaking Chinese right now because, because Anthony's looking at me like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Because <laughs> it's, it would be the best way to go, but also the worst way to go out too. Yeah. Yeah, it would. It would. But that's, mm-hmm. that's. That's sports. That's fucking soccer, isn't yeah. it? That's fucking soccer. Right? I got nauseous right now. Anyway, so exciting times, man. Uh, you know, there's international break, good, bad, whatever you want to call it. Um, it it's it's going to be exciting. You can't deny that. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be crazy. I, I can't fucking wait, man. I'm stoked. Um, let's shift gears. Let's talk some Champions League. Holy shit, man. Uh, What's going on with your boys? Uh, <laughs> this is weird. This Two of the weird. ugliest goals I've ever seen scored against Madrid at the Bernabeu. <laughs> so frustrating because Real Madrid was was leaking some suspect goals. We lost three to zero to a very mediocre, well, on paper, a mediocre PSG. Okay, and we've owned PSG for the past three seasons. Okay, we've beat them in. We've won groups against them. We've we've knocked them out of uh, Champions League a couple of times. 
with their full squad, with Neymar, with Di Maria, with Cavani, with whom Verratti. No, it didn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. Like, we were better than them. So, I wasn't really that concerned going into this into that game against PSG, but once I saw how, like, lax and blasé everyone was, and then just defensively we were a shit show, it was unnerving, of course. It was just gross. Uh, then we go back into the league and we correct it. We get a couple of good results, get a couple of clean sheets, I'm excited. We're at the top of the league. I'm like, cool. Going into this Bruges game, I was like, nah, Bruges, nah. Tiny team from Belgium. Not even tripping. Modric gives the ball away in some weird ass shit. Courtois does this weird like backpedal. I don't know what the fuck that was. Um, and then we have to we have to claw back basically. Um, so. It's weird because Real Madrid is doing so well in the league right now. They're in first in the league. Uh, had a decent result on the weekend against Granada, who was actually like chomping at the bit. They beat Barcelona this season, and they're in third place, I believe. But um, again, conceded two like really sloppy, lackadaisical goals, which is which is frustrating. Um, so it's a bit of a flip flop right now because normally we don't do well in the league and we crush it in Champions League. Right now. Looks like we might not make it out of the group, which is terrifying. Um, but we got to play Galatasaray still. Um, and then we got uh, PSG at home, which I think we'll see. There was a lot of positives on the weekend. Um, if you watch Madrid, Valverde is amazing. Hazard got his first goal. He looked really up to it, got an assist as well. James looks to be playing like much better. I don't know what the fuck is up with him. Bale seems to in- be enjoying himself. Um, it's nice. We just have these moments of like brain farting, which you don't really, you never really had at Real Madrid. You never, you haven't had that. Not known for that. No. <laughs> That's not no. what you built your empire no, on. No, 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 Normally what would happen, you have this, this uber confidence. <coughs> we are Real Madrid. We, we can, we can, we do what we want, et cetera, et cetera, right? So these weird little lackadaisical kind of fuck ups are annoying. Um, Courtois had some weird issues. Then Ariola on the weekend did this weird like, like he fucked. He tried to. I don't know what he was trying to do. I, I don't know if he was trying to like do a ball roll, but he he ended up uh, fucking up with the ball at his feet. Tripped a guy up and got a penalty for no reason while we we're trying to close out the game. But uh, it's just it's. I think there's more positives going forward for now. I'll say that. There's more positives going forward. A lot of good young talent coming into the team. Um, some key injuries, but I still think that Real Madrid is going to be okay. There's enough depth in there. There's enough good young talent to supplement some of these these uh, veterans that seem to be aging and seem to be a little bit off of it. Tony Cruz, Modric isn't really himself. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, it could be worse. You know what I mean? When people like people are shitting on Madrid at the moment, and I look at everyone around, the only team—it's funny—I just saw a stat. The only two teams that are undefeated in all competitions are Juventus, and Juventus don't look that exciting to me. They don't look all that great to me. And then Wolfsburg, which is weird as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Bayern, after destroying Spurs, go out and lose at home. You know what I mean? So it's just—it's also very early on in the season. It's—it's—it's it's, it's a bit. Uh, it's a bit tough to say. I don't think any team has really hit their full form yet. Barcelona hasn't been great. Then um, you don't really know what you're working with till after the holiday break. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. So, yeah, they kind of fuck up. Um, on the subject of Spurs, 
How much did you enjoy that? Oh, it was phenomenal. It was amazing because it just the fact that they were that desecrated at home <laughs> and desecrated. at the, just just them being so proud of being Champions League finalists and you know again they were just everyone was making fun of the fact that they released like a, a DVD or a book of like how they almost did it and they're like one of the few teams that celebrates almost doing anything and they were just demolished and then four goals from an ex-Arsenal player and then he goes off and tweets North London is red of course, he plays for Bayern, but it was just the perfect thing. Everyone was so miserable in that stadium, in their new fucking stadium, and they've just been just pissed on by, by Bayern. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Was there any sort of, like, happiness or any sort of, like, any sort of, I don't know, did you take any sort of happiness from uh, Gnarby scoring those goals? Oh, it was great because he's just he's an Arsenal boy. And why did Arsenal let him go? I don't think it was the right time for him to really get into the f- the first team at the club and then we loaned him out a little bit and then I I think one of the his tr- like coaches Cotton. at West Brom said he wasn't good enough to play in the Premier League and then we ended up moving him on to um to Ham- Hamburg or no not Hamburg. Or I forget. We went to the Bundesliga and then he got picked up by Bayern. Yeah. And since that happened, he's just finally, he's hitting his, like, best form right now. Yeah, uh, four goals. And just clinical finishing. Just, like, that was some of the best finishing I've seen, especially from a young kid Mm -hmm. in a while. Just lasers, laser sharp accuracy. And just, like, as soon as he got the opportunity, boom, it was in the net. A lot of the goals towards the end, when they were really routing Spurs, it's, like, when I'm playing like indoor against a good team and they're just like passing around, just like firing it right into the net and you're just standing. (laughs) There's there's no, you're just dying on your feet at that point. And that was, that was more than clear. And it's just, yeah, you were finalists last year and you guys are just just posers. They're just posers, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm trying to be like, I'm trying to like find a silver lining and then I'm like, well, no, you lost three nil to, uh, Brighton Hove, right? Yeah, Brighton. That, three, three yeah, nil? yeah, th- three zero to Brighton. Ugh. So they're they're in a tailspin right now. It's I I don't know what's going on, but and then what's his name, Loris? It's oh, just man, that he, was heartbreaking. The dude. fact that he he instantly knew that he fucked up by not just tipping it over the net, and he's like, wait a minute, I'm gonna just fall into the goal right now, and in that panic, he just throws it back out, and then he dislocates his elbow. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's such a shitty situation to be in for them, you know? What's I think what's troubling for Spurs now, and I think I mentioned this last podcast or the podcast before, is they're not the deepest team in the world. No. Yeah, they're not the deepest team in the world. Uh, you get a couple of injuries. You're not doing well in Champions League. <laughs> you're not doing well in the league. Uh, you hit a rough patch, and you know the 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 thing about the thing about England is that it is the most like brutal, probably the most brutal like unforgiving league. Like if you're doing bad, teams just like take advantage. As of soon as they smell blood in the water, full force take advantage mm-hmm. of that shit. You know, um, 
So yeah, it's rough times if you're a Spurs supporter. God, damn. especially like the 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 lower half of the table. Sometimes if they they always get up for the games against the big dogs. Yeah. And, and if there's blood in the water, they will take advantage of it. One hundred percent. Um, elsewhere, Inter Milan looked very good against uh, Barcelona, and then kind of shit the bed. Not sh- I wouldn't say shit. Well, the it's bed. just Barcelona kind of just showed their strength over team. Barcelona doing Barcelona things, which is so annoying. I hate them. I, Luis Suarez is the worst, dude. I can't stand that <laughs> motherfucker. Um, and then Ajax looked fucking looked solid. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like the only team right now that really looks like head and shoulders above everyone is Bayern. And I started to think, I was, you know, I was thinking about Bayern like in the past couple of seasons and they've had aging guys like Ribery and Robin that they still kind of relied on. Yeah, a couple of seasons ago, we were just talking about how they might be in decline. Yeah, Mueller was, was kind of a... Uh, you know, same thing. They they kind of had that that same core for a long time, but now you look at the club and you're like, you got Tiago, you got Coutinho coming in there, you've got Gnarby going fucking bananas, uh, Toliso, uh, Coman. I mean, you got. I mean, they're they're a fucking they're a squad. Mm-hmm. They're they they're a real squad. You really really got to be up on it to play them. Um, so I I I peg them to be kind of head and shoulders above everybody right now. They're hitting good form and like I said. Just in general, they're playing well, although they did lose on the weekend. But uh, you know, I think they'll be fine. I think they're going to win their their, uh, their their group, and I think they're going to do very well uh, in the Champions League in general. Um, keeping it moving. How how do you feel about Arsenal? It's just it's an up and down relationship. <laughs> I mean, I think since last we spoke, it was I think on the heels of, of the Watford game when we thought we were going to record. And that was just, everybody was, like, the whole fan base was like, what the fuck is this? It's just, you go 2-0 up, and then you finish the game like that. It, like, what do you Watford th- had, like, 30 shots on goal or something. <laughs> and it was just ridiculous. And then it, it, that was the game when everyone really felt like, is this manager really going to be the guy uh, I was to just get, about get to ask us through? You I was just about to ask you that. And that that's, it was just, very clear that this was like who's telling them what to do because it doesn't know like they know what they're doing it doesn't seem like they know what they're doing since then they've turned around a bit and who do you let me ask you the young players have stepped up i I, Mm -hmm. yeah but also like the midfield at arsenal for me just seems such a like nothing set in stone there no what ideally? Who do you want? What do you think it should be? Ideally, I would like to see Ozil in the midfield, but his relationship with the manager is non-existent. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think, and I think by the nature of the style—is he injured right now? No, he's not injured. He's I just think not it, playing. No, and it, no. What? He's not even being. Be- he's not even on the bench. He he's only played in a Carabao Cup game. It's a, it's a complete. Uh, just dude, him and Danny Ceballos yeah. together would be. A fucking, oh my god! That's like, <laughs> what are you doing? Before the season started, I saw the players. I'm like, that should they should be in the midfield, just doing what they do. So how are you guys lining up in the midfield right now? You got Shaka uh, with Torreira. Uh, yeah, Lucas Torreira. Okay, and Torreira's Torreira's like a like a CDM. Yeah. He's like a defensive midfielder, and Jaka is sort of too. Everyone is a shit show. To be everyone's honest. upset with Jaka. Everyone like no one's a fan. He's like the new Mustafi now. Like he just they're always needs he's to a be fucking a meme, dude. Yeah. 
He it's, loves a good. He loves a good studs up, huh? Yeah, and just like a <laughs> reckless PK to give away. But see, this is just what's ridiculous because like there's no proper midfield chemistry. Yeah. Uh, Guendouzi's been playing really well. Yeah. He's been going back and forth up the field, and for a he's, young player, he seems like he's gonna be uh, like in the next. I feel like if he if he gets a bit more, I f- almost feel like if he start hits the weight room a little bit, mm-hmm. he puts a little bit more weight Fills on. out. He's gonna be a, uh, an amazing box to box type of midfielder. He's he's mm-hmm. some guy like I like. Whenever I watch Arsenal games, I'm like, dude, this fucking guy's all over the place. Mm-hmm. He's everywhere. Uh, and then at the time, we all, we were also were playing out for the back a lot, and it, we did not know like, why. I, I don't know. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. It's <laughs> and that's what like was driving me nuts. Yeah. But yeah, the lack of chemistry in the midfield is frustrating, and I think that's what Dude, I'm puts thinking, our I, defense. I'm like thinking about this, Danny Ceballos. Okay, like Danny Ceballos, Ozil, and then Aubameyang and Lacazette. Just, yeah. just that little, just that. Yeah, but but f- for whatever reason, his relationship with Emery is not good, and a lot of people just talk about that, like, oh, he's holding out for him to get cut. Like I don't think he believes in Emery, and so he's and he doesn't want to work for him. He's not gonna work. He's not gonna exert himself for him, and I don't think Emery appreciates it. So he's like, all right, no, I'm gonna put in someone who deserves it. The 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 bad thing for Ozil and for people that want Ozil to do well mm-hmm. is that Arsenal's doing well in Europa League, mm-hmm. and they're in third. Yeah, right now. So one loss on the season. I it's it's not. That bad. Not that bad. Could be worse if we look to some of the, our neighbors. But the, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Spurs are in ninth. Mm-hmm. Manchester United twelve. Yeah. Wow. And the, the weird thing about United, like n- no, no clear signs of turning that around either. Whoa, 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 like I whoa. still somehow feel like Spurs, <laughs> they have enough talent to keep, to more or less get things back up to where they need to be. Yeah. Whereas United, it's just like, ooh, that the did house is on that, fire. Did you see that David De Gea interview? Uh, I think I heard. I might have heard the soundbite. Oh, he almost looked. He almost looked like he was gonna cry a little bit. Yeah, it, didn't he renew too? Like a contract with him? Yeah, yeah. He's probably. I mean, Jesus. To like, think he probably, he's probably like, man, I wish that fax went through. I would have been in Madrid. Yeah, I would have had a couple Champions League. And under then he my just belt. sees. <laughs> Courtois just like yeah. non-existent there right now. So. Courtois shoved off at the half. Yeah, Courtois had like a tummy ache. I don't know what the fuck. I guess he had anxiety. I, guess, I don't want to talk shit. I shouldn't, I shouldn't talk shit. It's just like, dude, Courtois was such a little prick when he was at when he was at Atletico, mm-hmm. uh, and he was talking so much shit. He would talk shit about Madrid co- constantly, mm-hmm. and he was just this little asshole. But he was playing amazing, mm-hmm. you know. And then he does okay at Chelsea, and then comes to Madrid, and he's a fucking. It's I'm like, who is this guy? Like, bring Kaylor back. What the fuck is going on? You know, it's so crazy. Um, so I, I don't want to talk shit. I guess he had some anxiety. He had to get subbed off on the weekend because he, eh, I don't know, whatever, whatever. Anyway, um, yeah. So again, back to back to the to to England. Kind of wild. Kind of wild that this is going on at Arsenal, but all is not lost. No, we're still kind of like in a okay. I'm technically third best right now. Also, and City is not playing super well. And City's dropping points, and it, it, I mean that's why I love about the league. And it's just that mm, that's that's you, you're already in a hole. You can't win the league in the first half of the season, but you can definitely lose ground. I feel like this happened last season. You guys started off fairly well, and then you hit that patch where it was like, 
we haven't won in a month and a half or something mm-hmm. like that, right? It was it was like a weird patch that you guys had. Yeah. Are you worried about that? With with Arsenal? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's just there's no. It still feels like an experiment right now. It still feels like anything can happen with this team. Any, I mean, any injuries can happen. Any, just like, I, I'm st- we still haven't seen like a consistent, cohesive style of play in a consistent, consistent group of players that are like. Yeah, that's why. Uh, that's what I was. Talking the about. most frustrating thing is like the defense. Is the fact that our the, our lack of chemistry in the midfield is what's <laughs> making our defense extra shitty. Yeah. And I think that's an issue with Arsenal that's been happening for a while for now. like yeah. over 15 years. Yeah. Is when when the as soon the the style is like as soon as the midfield isn't doing what they need to be doing, it just torches our defenders and puts them in really compromising situations. Yeah, yeah, and they get exposed. Then yeah, not, you know they're not the best they're not the best in the world. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, interesting to look at the interesting to look at the standings. Liverpool seems to just be going fucking. They want it this year. They really, really, really want to win that title this year. What do you think? Do you think they? I feel like they, I think they will. I, they, I'm watching them play, and when I watch them from front to back, they just have a belief. Mm-hmm. They have a swagger. They just have this like, we are the shit. Mm-hmm. They have that like Real Madrid shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They have that right now. Uh, everyone is drinking that Klopp Kool Aid, 100. Mm-hmm. You have when you have guys like Henderson, like looking looking like fucking Xavi. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're like. Henderson, H- Henderson, dude. Yeah. You know you have you have you have fucking M- Matip and you have. I mean these guys are not like these guys are not amazing footballers, dude. Uh, what's the, I can't I don't know why I can't think of his fucking name. Uh, white boy played in Man City. Uh, just looks like a he looks like a box, <laughs> that blockhead dude. No, no. <laughs> no. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Yeah. I, I don't know why I can't think of his fucking name, dude. Uh, I can't either. Anyway, uh, but even guys, oh fuck, James Milner, Milner, Jesus yeah, Christ, James Milner, right? He's coming in and, and lighting up the world. Mm-hmm. A couple seasons ago, he was at Man City, and, and and Messi was fucking putting him on every single Meg clip of all time. You know, he mm-hmm. was embarrassing everybody. But somehow he's he's come over here, he's resurrected, he's playing well, he's won a Champions League. And it, he looks like a fucking world beater. He looks. It, it really is like, the Klopp Kool Aid, though. It really is. Yeah. A, I mean, that's the power of a good manager. It's like to really get all the players, their their belief up, their confidence up, and then just get the chemistry up and on the field. And I talked about this last time. Sadio Mane is not someone that anyone really believed in five years ago. Mm-hmm. Mo Salah was a journeyman. He was mm-hmm. at Roma. He was at Fiorentina. He was at Chelsea. He was at Basel, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. He was at all these teams. And then he comes, and now he's one of the fucking best in the mm-hmm. world, you know. And he looks incredible. Him and Mane are are fucking monsters. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. Liverpool just look amazing to me right now. They they look so good. They haven't looked good in Champions League, but they they're killing it in the league. And right now, I don't think anyone can stop them in the league. They they they. I don't see anyone as cohesive and as on point as them right now in the league. What do you think is going on with City right now? Um, City to me is a combination of their some of their midfielders getting old. Injuries have happened. Uh, Laporte is injured, mm-hmm. um, and then just weird mistakes. If you looked at the game against Wolverhampton, two giveaways and then massive like 
Wolves are built for are a team that is built for counterattacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Traore and, and and Jimenez are very powerful, pacey guys. Um, and you saw them just get cut open, basically. On and and City has always had this thing, and Pep teams have always had this thing where if they are not getting it through like this sticky taka sideways rock you to sleep type of style, mm-hmm. they don't really have a plan B. Happened so at Barcelona. So the formula is not working right. Then at, they could be exposed. Happened at Barcelona during uh, Mourinho. Uh, Mourinho figured him out. He didn't know what to do. There wasn't a plan B. That was when Real Madrid really started to take shape and really kind of came into their own and and, and started to beat Barcelona more frequently. Um, then you look at them at Bayern, same thing, right? Same thing. In the Champions League, when they, ironically also when they played Real Madrid, they were exposed in those games playing that tiki-taka type of style. They didn't have a counterattack. They couldn't do a long ball. They couldn't do... They would just do those weird little press, like these. The, the they would they would press really really high, and they would have that high line, and then they would get exposed. They don't have the fastest, uh, they don't have the fastest uh, center backs in the world, and they get exposed. Um, so I think that's happening a little bit at Man City. I think Man City has more talent than those teams had, like in general, like raw talent, and has. Uh, I mean, maybe not like, maybe not so so much at Barcelona. That those Barcelona sides were like out, outrageous, but. The thing that those Barcelona sides had was that those players from front to back knew each other for years and knew where each other fit from just cohesively from front to back in general. And I don't think this Man City side is completely there yet. There's a couple of new players in there. Rodri, who's been a... I I think he's an amazing player, but um, I don't think, you know... Whenever you inject a new player into a, a system like that, it's always going to be uh, there's going to be some growing pains. It's also very very early in the season, um, but they do have two losses this early, which is very weird for Man City. Super weird. Um, so, I don't know. What do you think? If uh, how do you how do you feel if you guys come up against uh, Man City right now? I I, th- I think Liverpool, and Man City are cut above everyone else. I agree. They're like they're at the the S class, the super club sa- status, mm-hmm. and we're like a minus at best. We're like a complete like grade below. And the, on a good night, we could challenge them. On a bad night, we could be completely exposed by a team of that caliber. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, looking at your. So chances are no. I don't. I don't see us getting nicking a result off the top two right now. You don't think so? You guys don't play them till. You guys don't play them soon. Uh, looks like you guys got Sheffield. Let me see. Let's take a look real quick. Sheffield, you guys should beat, but you're probably going to draw. <laughs> uh, Europa League, you guys look pretty pretty solid. You guys be sent to the edge 4-0. Yep. Pretty happy with that, I'm assuming. Yeah. It, uh, we look to be like living – we're going to be able to be comfortable with that for a while. Just, just, just business as usual, hopefully. So you got Crystal Palace on the 27th, which – That can I, always go either way mm-hmm, for some reason, mm-hmm. especially it's another London team. Mm-hmm. And then Wolves on the 2nd. That's going to be a battle, for sure. Then you guys got Leicester, Southampton. I mean... You guys don't but, play... But honestly, they're all winnable games for us to actually get a s- s- momentum oh, together. Yep. You don't play City until the 14th of December. That's a long ways away, bud. Long time. To- oh, no, you play Liverpool on the 30th. Never mind. Oh, that's Carabao Cup. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean... I mean, at I least time to just get just get some consistency going, get some more wins under the belt. 
and just figure out what our what what who who are going to be the people that are going to take us through the whole season. That's why I kind of want to find out is like who are going to be the guys that the reliable guys. Sorry, Obama Yang's one of the guys. Uh, all the other ones, I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> you couldn't name anybody. <laughs> no, maybe maybe like Wendouzi, but like that's the only guy that uh, a lot of Arsenal fans are getting behind it as an actual leader. Leader more well, more so than Shaka. Certain yeah. things. To, we still haven't seen Pepe step it up. Someone to build around. Yeah, yeah, and Pepe was so touted, huh? Like, yeah, I mean really he he's shown guy. moments of brilliance, but it's still like he's having kind of a slow start, which was cool. And, and um. In one of the games, Aubameyang gave told him, "You take the PK. You need to get a goal. You got to get something yeah. going. Yeah, you need to get something yeah, yeah, going." And everyone's like, "That's that's what a captain's supposed to do. Why isn't he the captain? I think he's like technically the co-captain." Uh, Aubameyang. Yeah, but then uh, Tierney, young guy from from Celtic, he's shown a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. Bellerin's coming back. There's things to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking of things not to look forward to. Manchester United, holy shit! That's, dude. I mean, that's the second thing that's been so great about this weekend is just seeing Spurs not doing it, City not doing it, and then United not doing it. What it's a d- dumpster! To the, to the highest order, though. What a dumpster fire, dude! And then all the ex-players on the on the analysis shows being like, <laughs> they've cocked it up. <laughs> the class of '96 <laughs> is the best and worst thing that's ever yeah. happened to Manchester yeah. United because they're all those guys are on like every fucking talk show. They're on every podcast, on every radio show, just shitting on all these mm-hmm. kids, dude. They fucking can't stand it. No. They can't stand it. I mean, that club is in crisis. It's in a full spin. Yeah. And it's insane that a guy like Paul Pogba is just dying there. Just dying. Mm-hmm. Come to Madrid, Paul. <laughs> Come to Madrid. We want you. How he must be regretting that move back. Dude, you know he you? had... He had the world like at his feet after Juventus. Dude, Juventus had just knocked Real Madrid out of the Champions League. And a World Cup winner. World Cup, dude. Oh my God. It's just this is he's in his lost years right now. It sucks. And it should be his like it could be potentially be his yeah. prime. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's such a like they, they he shows these moments and I'm like, man, if he was just playing on a decent team and had a decent squad mm-hmm. around him, he'd be fine. He'd be fine. I'm not like this pi- this big Paul Pogba hater. Like, I shit on him for some of his like weird little antics and stuff, of course. But I think he's an incredible like talent. I think he could do very well if he had just the right nudge in the right direction, a decent squad around him. Yeah. <laughs> poor, like I said, uh, De Gea on the on the weekend they were interviewing him and he was just apologizing to the fans and said he didn't know. He said it's the worst time in his career at the moment. Isn't that wild? Yeah, and at a team that's supposed to be like a top five team globally, like it's it's supposed to be top five team historically, yeah, period, so yeah, ever. Yeah. Like United mm-hmm. is a, you know what I mean? Like it's like you talk about Madrid, Barcelona, United, Milan. I was reading Memphis. Adidas. Isn't uh, apparently there's a clause in their Adidas contract where like you, they're going to be missing out on a lot of money if they don't make Champions League this year. They're not making. Yeah. Cha- they're not making Champions League at all this year. <laughs> yeah. What? So I guess part they're, of the ki- part of the kit. I'll deal. say that right yeah. now. <laughs> this is not a hot take. This isn't anything like I'm not being fucking Nostradamus. Manchester United is not making the Champions League this year. I'm sorry. Fucking <laughs> stamp that. Whatever you want to do, certify yeah. it. They're not. They're not doing it. There's nothing that can happen. Like there needs to be like some crazy like plague where. You know, like four teams get like 
die or some like some wild shit. You know what I mean? There's yeah. no way they're making this. Okay, Lester has a better shot at this point. Yeah, I mean Lester's in what third or fourth? Yeah. Wild times, wild times, exciting times, fun times. I love it. I love to shit on people and laugh at them. It's hilarious. Have you talked to Ben? Uh, I have. I haven't talked to Ben. He, he well, he has LAFC, so he's like supplementing right now. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and you know, Ben's been very because he works for the club and he's very involved with everything. Of course, um, he's talked about how like he feels like he's not as much of a United fan any, anymore, and that makes sense uh-huh. for him in many ways. Um, I don't feel that way necessarily. I feel like I I still wake up and I watch. I don't have to wake up super early like like if I was uh, an Arsenal supporter or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was an early game uh, a couple a couple weeks ago. Um, got up for that game. I, w- I watched the game on the weekend. Watched the athletic. Oh, it was the athletic game? I watched the athletic game. Um, still very much love support. Very excited about Madrid. But uh, ben well, yeah, I've seen a lot of people, especially like our cousin Sergio. It's like someone that had their European team that they said that they were diehards diehards for. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as something locally materialized, that's really been it's a, you know what i mean and like here's here's how i explain it to people that don't understand and people that are maybe from europe or from england or for from mexico maybe or from another country that you know when you support multiple teams and the reason it makes sense for us is that you want to so you want the reason you fall in love or i have fallen in love with soccer is obviously i love the game but it's the atmosphere it's the culture of the game it's the camaraderie. It's the those crazy like I when we would go to old ship with Anthony, I would wake up super early and we'd go and those these psychopaths are waiting in line at four a.m. Mm-hmm. so they think they can drink drink beer, you know, yell at a TV and get disappointed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's and I'm like, why why are you doing this, dude? Yeah. But it's because you love the fucking game, right? Yeah. You have a you you have a you have a passion for something, and you don't get to experience it at home. Mm-hmm. You don't get to have that at home. So when you do, when you, you have when an opportunity, it's at home. when it is at home, it's fucking everything. Uh-huh. You have that pride. You have that love. You have that passion. And so that it makes sense. Like, I don't, I don't shit on people for, for, for doing that. But to me, like, my entire life, basically, I've supported Madrid. And my entire, like, late teen adult life, I've supported mm-hmm. Madrid. Um, and I've been lucky enough to see them everywhere and I'm, I, I'm very into their culture into the history into everything uh, the first players I idolized came from them mm-hmm. came from Real Madrid so that's why I, like, that just won't go away mm-hmm. that, that'll never go away but for Ben it's a little bit different he got into soccer a little bit later in life and the the LAFC thing I think Ben is a very devout this is another reason I love Ben is he's a fucking LA guy mm-hmm. he's very like pro LA, yeah. very so, like to the core, mm-hmm. and he's very proud of that, which is so weird because there's so many fucking people from LA that have this weird like, uh, what is the word like, not not embarrassed, but like have this weird thing like apprehension towards being, apprehension yeah. almost. You know what I mean? And it's like fuck you, like fuck you, mm-hmm. like we're from LA, we're born and raised here. It's an amazing place. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to come here for mm-hmm. a reason. 
Well, probably because they're actors and they're pursuing the action career. Yeah. But fuck that. <laughs> there's an, there's amazing people here. There's, it's an, there's an amazing culture. And Ben very much is ride or die with that. Mm-hmm. So I think and so now identi- there's there's a club that's also in yeah, line with he respecting that yeah, whole yeah, ethos. One hundred percent. That's why yeah. that's why I support LAFC mm-hmm. and that's why he supports LAFC. That's why he feels the way he does. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what it is. I'm sure if I bring up uh, United, he, like last time we were having uh, KBBQ and I was talking about, it, he's like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> he's <just> like, <laughs> like that. He's like, it's so like. I mean, why would you're going from LAFC that's like fucking destroying the league, tearing yeah. it up, lighting it up, all these positive things, and then you go you go watch that shit show over yeah. the weekend. And he's like, at ground level. And like he's he, at ground yeah, level. He's yeah. not just a supporter, he's like in, in the club. Dude, that was, the club. that was so cool, man. Like I thought it was amazing of LAFC. I don't know if this has happened to other clubs. I haven't seen it. Maybe I was unaware of it. But they brought the supporters and they brought the staff into the dressing room with mm-hmm. them and they support they celebrated with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I saw that. was so fucking cool. That's man. very cool. That was incredible, dude. I thought that was that was amazing, and like they, they get like they had the supporter shit at the tailgate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's fucking awesome. Like the fans were taking pictures with it. It's so fucking cool, man. So cool. Anyway, so yeah, that's what I think. Ben's kind of like it's cool. Like I don't need to worry <laughs> about United anymore. <laughs> My life's not over. <laughs> My life's not over. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, that's kind of his thing. Um, but I guess that's the roundup of uh, soccer that's been going on. Again, a lot of exciting things. We got an international break coming up. Um, like I mentioned five times already, but get a bit of a breather and then we go back full force into MLS Champions League uh, MLS Cup Champions League and just leagues all around the world my favorite time of the year I fucking love it right now give me some Thanksgiving give me some Halloween we'll get into Christmas let's go holidays yeah, this are here. year's over though it's kind of nuts hey let's not talk about that let's <laughs> talk about the good let's talk about the good stuff um, last thing we're going to talk about a little bit of uh, fashion stuff these new Italy kits woo those are, I mean, they're quality kits. I mean, perfect color palette, excellent pattern. So let me give you a brief thing. So the Azuri, which translates roughly to, I believe, um, the blues, right? The blues, yeah. So Italy have worn blue throughout my entire life, for whatever reason. I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure why. I'm sure there's there's something behind that. But Italy have worn blue uh, forever. So this green kit is a bit weird, but here's it, it, them wearing green is odd, right? Mm-hmm. They're historically a lot of their keepers have worn gray or green kits. That's one thing that I kind of thought of right away. But here's kind of the the uh, per soccer bible. Here's kind of the the reasoning behind it. So Puma are celebrating a new wave of Azuri talent by launching the Italy Renaissance kit, which is revived from the archives. T- uh, to take inspiration from the Renaissance period to celebrate the fresh generation of talent rising to prominence in Italy on and off the pitch. Twelve players of the current squad are aged 25 and under, and the kit marks a new era for Italian national team as young and exciting players are coming to prominence. Featuring patterns inspired by Renaissance-era f- fabrics and architecture, the kit's green color dates back to the Mahilia Verde green jersey Worn during the Azores 2-0 win against Argentina, Argentina in December 1954 at Rome's Stadio Olimpico. So there's history tied to this. Mm-hmm. There's a young wave of Italian talent coming out, which is crazy because there's this new wave coming, but they're kind of tying it back to this. They're doing an homage to a 1950s classic win over a big team at an historic stadium. And the kit is just fucking fire. Fire, fire, fire. Love it. Uh, it's got this beautiful green 
kind of like floral, uh, like almost like shrubbery type of uh, print. Almost looks like like a really high quality wallpaper. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That you would find it at like a really nice like castle or estate or something like that. Got some little red accents, and then the Puma logo and the Italy crest in gold looks beautiful. Uh, nice, nice thick navy blue collar, and then you got some navy blue kind of uh, bordering the uh, sleeve cuffs. Um, I'm a fucking big fan of this kit. I want to buy this kit. It's awesome. What are your thoughts? It's a great kit. It it's is a, I mean, in a, in a time where I feel like kits are more and more like hit and miss these days, it's yeah. definitely a hit. It's very, just it's like a classic well-done kit. It's not like, it doesn't look like a rash guard. Yeah. It doesn't look super tech. It just looks very elegant. This is, this is, a, it's a shirt. Yeah. It looks like a shirt. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's done the right way. I wonder how this fits though. Puma are notorious for having those weird cuts, those super Euro cuts that mm-hmm. fit like rash guards. Um, so I'm interested to see how, how it looks. I want to, I want to go check this out in person. I'm going to hit up Nikki's, but yeah, lights out. Well done, Puma. I'm loving it. Big, big, big fan. Any other thoughts before we get out of here? The high vis ball. Did you see that? No. The new uh, Nike high vis balls. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. I did see that. They're ba- they're adopted the old colorway from like 2003, which is pretty cool. I thought those balls looked great. Uh, what else? What other drops? Uh, the Pirelli Inter Milan racing capsule. It's oh, pretty sick. Yeah, another thing that Puma did this. Uh, they launched the Man City 125 year anniversary uh, collection. Pep was seen wearing these. Uh, uh, they look like uh, almost like I forgot the name of the sh- I can't think of the name of the shoe, but they look like a they're essentially like Puma's samba, like their kind of their what you would call like their samba. I mm-hmm. forgot I forgot what it is. Like they had I oh the, like the, the what do you call it? This? Puma suede. Yeah, Puma suede. Uh, so they came out with a collection, super duper fire. Remind me, just basically like a throwback to casual culture, like. Terrace, terrace wear type shit. Uh, Pep was seen wearing these white and blue ones are fire. Um, and then the campaign, you see a guy wearing. It looks like they're wearing like Fred Perry and uh, and uh, yeah, they just look like. Uh, <laughs> I love it. They just look like they're wearing a classic, um, classic hooligan wear. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like terrace wear. I love it. I love the whole campaign. It looks amazing. So big, big fan of that. Uh, cool. Anything else? Uh, I think we're done. You gotta be out of here at four. No, we're just. I, was, I think we're gonna go to the mall, get maybe grab some, grab a bite or something. All right, I guess we'll wrap it up. You into that? Um, really quick, the twenty seventh. The twenty seventh at Port. Actually, him and I are gonna talk about this, and then I, I have a pretty big idea. Okay. Well, well, just if you're hearing this, twenty seventh, we might do something. Okay. Okay. Uh, what is it? What is it? What is it called that you that we did? Uh, Fourth Friday. Fourth Friday. Yeah. Uh, but this twenty seventh. Yes. That's on a, on a Sunday. Sorry, not the twenty seventh. Let's see. So every fourth Friday of the month, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would be the one, two, three, four. Sorry, the twenty fourth. The twenty fourth. Okay. Yeah, 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 that might be doable. Okay. Right? You, are we? Are you gonna do? Uh, is it happening? Uh, it's happening, but whether we can get the right paperwork involved to allow you to serve. We're not. I'm not even t- talking about. Oh, that. I'm okay, talking okay. about something else I have in mind. 
Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, so potentially, I mean, yeah, maybe we'll have beer. Okay. Or maybe some, some mezcal. Shout out Illegal Mezcal. Um, so potentially, but there's there's something in the works. Anyway, okay. sorry for bringing that up, but just keep, uh, keep the 24th uh, in mind, and we'll go from there. Anyway, thank you guys. Love you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. See ya.